Okay, welcome back to the Gathering Podcast. We're back. It's February when this one goes out. You know, I know we're recording this at the end of January, but uh, and with me today, I've got my one of my really good friends, Darren Rusco, who's come all the way over from California. Um, you spent like just over a week with us, right? It was a good time. Yeah, yes. still is a good time. It is a good time. <laughs> I'm going home tomorrow. Bright and early tomorrow morning. Um, yeah, so Darren, um, I'll, I'll let you can tell us more about what you're up to now. But like history wise, uh, Darren was the one who hired me into my first like proper vocational ministry job in Glasgow uh, with Rehope. Um, and we worked together for a while. And then you, you know, you moved back to California and... The, that was that was hard because we got on so well and we were good friends and um, we we had a lot of affinity in ministry. Like we we both, I think, just really love pursuing like hearing God's voice and the prophetic and what that means and how it should inform what we do and how we act as believers. But um, yeah, we were like kind of wondering what would happen. Would we ever see each other again? Know, yeah, we. We, I don't know. We could have. We were very zealous in those days, weren't we? Yeah, like, we just we yeah, we're going after it. Yeah, and I was probably <laughs> it was probably a really good thing, and probably drove people around us very crazy. Yeah, how zealous we were, but it was good because we were it was life giving. So yeah, we were. It was good to have. We have similar uh, prophetic DNA in us, and so it helped. Yeah, uh, there's help nothing us. like having like a a buddy to. <laughs> It's like pos- the opposite of whatever peer pressure is, you know. The, the, right. It's treasure hunting, and it's just nice to treasure hunt with somebody. To do it together, mm-hmm. you kind of g each other on, and you like take more risks together, and builds your expectancy because, like, your friend, you know, hears something or senses or has a dream. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, that's so- I want, I want to do that too, you know. Um, yeah. So that's our history, like, kind of in the prophetic, and we were working together, and yeah. then moved back, right. Well, yeah, I went back to California. I took a job as a lead pastor for probably three and a half years. Was totally lost. Yeah, I didn't know. I, I that's not for me. But I didn't know that it was not for me. Yeah. <laughs> so I wandered around, lost, and didn't know what I was supposed to be doing, and finally got a breakthrough. Like I could hear God asking me to stop stop asking what you are called to do and ask who are your people and i went okay and honestly as i thought through that like my who people were in glasgow yeah and which is which is now yeah which is like what four years later this is the end of 20 this is from 2014 to the end of 2017. It's probably at the point where we were in contact the least, wasn't it? It was. Then, yeah. And when you say Glasgow, it's like me and Shar and Andy and Julie. And, That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And so my wife, Jen, and I, we we just decided we're going to book some plane tickets and just come over here and barge in on everybody and say hello. And Yeah. And that's when... That was Thanksgiving as well. Uh, yeah. It was fun. And November 2017. And that's when I listened to what the gathering was up to. Right. And the you're thinking about mission. And I was like, oh, 
this is hitting, this is answering some of my questions about why I feel so lost in ministry, mm. uh, what's being disconnected. And these were all connecting points. Yeah. And it, and it involved something that was apostolic, which I didn't know was a problem for me. I was, uh, I have a value for the apostolic, but I was working within a non-apostolic environment. Yeah, and that conversation that we had back then, yeah, it, it changed the the course. the the course of my life and may, may, maybe all of ours on some level. And yeah. it was just, it was only two months later that I had jumped and decided I'm going to do what they're doing. And so yeah, in 2018 we started. Me and a couple of friends started what's called Open Spaces Project, which is our version of the gathering. It's very similar. Yeah. Uh, we follow along with what the gathering's doing and <laughs> stalking you often. <laughs> and that's what we're doing in California since 2018. And open, can I just say, yeah, do this it. Open Spaces Project. Yes. So that story, not story of Isaac. Mm. I was always fascinated by the story of Isaac and how God's favor was on this guy. Like, mm. he would, he would, uh, it's one thing if God told you to go go somewhere and dig a hole, and at the bottom of that hole you would find water. Yeah. That would be really good. Yeah. But it seemed like Isaac, it was just like wherever he dug a hole, water would come up to him. It would be a spring. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not even a well. It would be a spring. It was, and you know, he would plant crops in a drought and then get a hundredfold <laughs> yeah. harvest. So anyways, Isaac dug a well and then some people came and fought him for it so he moved on and dug a second well and people fought him for that he just kept moving on and then he found a third well and uh, or he dug a third well and nobody everybody left him alone and so he named that third well open spaces because surely the lord will prosper me in this place and i felt like that was a metaphor for my own life and for the people who we would find and, and minister who just felt like they were not finding a place and being pushed out. So yeah. like op- have an op- free space. Yeah. Talk about spiritual things without getting punished. Yeah. Ask questions that are often sacred cow <laughs> yeah. questions that in a lot of religious areas, you're going to get in trouble for asking these questions. So I wanted to have a, a little culture where we could, ask hard questions and it would be okay. We're, we're, we're going to still be okay. So that's open spaces project. Love that. It's a good, yeah, it's nice to hear the kind of the spiritual emphasis behind the, the name. It's just cool. And that's in central coast, California, right? It's where you guys are. That's right. We're in Paso Robles, California, halfway in between Los Angeles and San Francisco on yeah. the coast. And I like, I like we know your people, like Andy and I have been over, bunch of times in the past um we just prayed and worshiped in a bunch of different homes out there mm-hmm. and it was really fun and you've you've been over here a handful of times as well so it, there's like a real affinity and connection there right and we're also so after november 2017 because we'd only just started the gathering in like june 2017 that's when we officially like were sent out left it was us you know mm-hmm. um and then we found ourselves, both of us again, in the same missions org, Novo, um, with the same supervisor, Bill Randall, um, who did the very first episode on our podcast, actually. Um, 
and that's where we are kind of right now, isn't it? Um, I mean, the missions org's gone through a, a reorg, which is fun. And actually, it's really it's it's exciting for me to see because you've been given this space, basically another open space for your prophetic voice, um, to be heard and to speak into what's going on to the leadership and to all of that and i suppose that kind of sets up where we're at and what we want to focus in on today um because one of the things i appreciate two things i appreciate the most about darren is okay three things <laughs> the list wow, it's... okay yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i feel so loved <laughs> okay firstly he's really fun and normal and we just have a laugh together and it's nice you know uh, the second thing, he's just a humble guy. And the third thing is you're probably the most gifted person at tapping into God's voice and sharing it and translating it and stewarding that gift that I, I know, you know. Um, as an example, he has a notes app. And how how many years does that span back that you've kept a note of dreams prophetic words that have been given to you and that you've given out and all that you know yeah probably since 2010 okay i, well, I think i i had a lot of out of like written written uh journal stuff okay but then in tw- 2013 is when i put it in the notes app so i got about 10 years of, okay like in the notes app yeah <laughs> And it's just, I think it's that stewarding the gift and uh, being available that God really has honored. And like, it's cool to see how it's kind of been multiplied in you. And so we've had a blast of a week this week together, just yeah. going after God's voice on anything and everything. And again, it feels like old times, you know, like when you're together, you kind of, the faith level rises, expectancy rises. It's really important to do this together, isn't it? And not just like, mm-hmm. there is maybe there's like two elements to the prophetic you know there is the the contending on your own you know like jesus says like go and close your door and sit with the lord and it's definitely a legit part of it but then there's also a really beautiful part of doing it with trusted friends or in your micro church or with the people that are close to you on you know you share life with that that's yeah. right yeah. so we're going to talk about all that stuff right darren yep okay where do you want to start where do you want to start, Darren, with all this? <laughs> I'm just throwing the ball. No, like. you have to. You okay? Okay, I'll you set it start, up. and then you, and I'll just get it rolling, and you'll probably have to shut me up. Okay, so. that sounds good. Mm. Okay, so from my perspective, and this is like, I'm thinking the gathering network. Mm. You know, our micro churches. That's what our network is. That's if you're in the gathering, you're in the micro church. That's how you you join the gathering. You know, um, from our perspective, we. We've had a lot of, like, input from the more apostolic end of things, and it's been great. We've needed a lot of that, a lot of rebuilding and th- that sentness, that empowering that comes from the apostolic to get out there. Here's some tools for you. Here's how to, un- like, understand what you're doing, and it's been really great. And I feel like we're in this season now that we have real clarity. We know what we're doing. It took us five years to get to the place where, we are now with the decentralized small expressions of church that focus on um on on mission together and that's super important and integral to how they function and you know they they worship together they they're all about community and kind of spiritual family and living that out and um so we have this kind of roadmap in a way 
um, or architecture, like apostolic architecture for us as a network. But now where we're at, what I feel like it's not a missing piece, but it's something that I think would be a game changer if we could really lean in on it is just a, a fresh reliance on the prophetic. Right. So. Yeah. It's like, it's like the, the trellis and the vine. Yeah. And the the trellis is this architecture, Mm. which is really good. We, we have to have the trellis. Yeah. Um, off the, the vine is, is in in this story, the vine would be the prophetic or, or the, the kingdom thing that God is doing and we need a trellis for it to grow on. Yeah. And yeah, we get easily, I mean, a lot of people just really enjoy building trellises Yeah, and they're good at it. Yeah. We need people to build trellises, but it's silly to just have a trellis with nothing growing on it. Mm. And likewise, you could get a really good vine and if there's just no trellis, it's going to be unhealthy. It's not going to bear fruit. Yeah, the fruit's gonna be you know on the ground, rotting. Yeah. So what I would say, so we need we need both. We need the the vine growing on a trellis, but sometimes, so this is what I would say about the prophetic is okay. that we can't look to the trellis, look at what type of trellis it is, and then hope that the correct vine will grow on it. We need to look at the vine, yeah, and see what god is doing what what's what plant is growing yeah and build the trellis for the plant Mm. and i think it needs to go in that order yeah and sometimes we just don't have the patience to see what kind of vine. so we don't want to build a a a grape trellis if there's a tomato plant growing yeah it's just the wrong it's just the wrong kind so Sometimes there's that patience aspect. Well, yeah. what are we gonna do? Mm. What are we gonna do while we're waiting to see, you know, what plant yeah. is coming out of the ground that God's doing? And so, like, well, let's build a trellis. And it, the reality is, we could build trellises, and it will be the wrong trellis. Yeah, and that's hard because we've put like resources yeah. into these trellises. Yeah, and so that's the way I look at it. Yeah, we have a trellis where I'm at, but I think there's a there's a big red <laughs> button. Yeah, to blow it up if it's not doing its job. If it's not gonna help the vine, the vine is the thing. Yeah, and um, without devaluing the trellis, but we got to see what God is doing, and we need the prophet. We need yeah, it's just simple obedience. What is Jesus saying? We got to do what He says, and if that means go here or do this or stop this or remodel this yeah you know and that's really hard because we somebody built the trellis <laughs> yeah and, and it was a good trellis this, there's nothing wrong with the trellis like yeah we've had amazing trellises throughout the decades for movements of god in different places and, and yeah what guys and they're they're great but every i think every trellis has a season i think season yeah. seasonal maybe that's another topic we could talk about is yeah is god working in seasons and and following along the the seasons of God. But yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? And then we put the focus on like maintaining the trellis that while the vine's like growing off in this direction. <laughs> Wait, the trellis needs some more paint. That's right. And the, and the people there and this is we all gotta get along because there's mm. gonna be people wired and gifted by God. Yeah. To speak into the vine and others who are wired and gifted by God to speak into the trellis. Yeah. And 
typically what happens in the kingdom is, or if we're just talking about prophetic people and apostolic people or evangelists and yeah, they all seem to cluster together in their own places. Yeah. Because we don't know how to get along and work together That's or, or lean into each other. There. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, you know, we will have a, a church that's all it turns kind of goofy because they're all prophetic and it just sort of spirals in and there's no it's a it's often a church with no trellis and, yeah and it's just a different yeah a, a different type of like not embracing the fivefold isn't it it's just right one fold or twofold or right yeah and uh and, and then on the other you know the other side is true too there's if if you're not leaning into the prophetic voice yeah you could just be treading water for decades, having yeah. no impact mm. on your community. Yeah, uh, doing good stuff. Yeah, like being faithful and you know persevering, but just not seeing that like supernatural breakthrough. Because for me, the our experience of the prophetic is it expedites stuff. It just like yes. it's a catalyst, right? It is, and to be fair. So I, I think, so I'm a prophetic person, so they say. You are. And I, this imbalance or this like clashing, I, I, I'll put the burden of that, the burden of repair on the prophetic because yeah. the prophetic is often not helpful. <laughs> yeah. It's in error. <laughs> um, it's not humble. Um and or it's vague and and so the the purpose for which God has given this in fivefold to give missional strategic breakthrough or things like that one of its purposes yeah. is never experienced um because of um well, disenfranchisement or mm, yeah yeah it's just, just and yeah. bad stewardship and, yeah and um so i i put a lot of the burden on the prophetic it, yeah, uh, these subcultures that are built and not um, dealing with inaccuracies very well. And I was really put, to be honest with you, I was really put off through the, I kind of went through a big season of unbelief in 2020 into 2021. And I walked away from the prophetic and I was really disappointed in what I was seeing out there of just error, not owning up to error doubling down on error especially on the was broader a, platforms of politics well i was gonna and, say this was the trump era oh man so you're talking about all the mm. big stage you know mega church prophetic voices out there and all uh, mixing politics with that and then there's just what like massive stubbornness Ugh. the or, church and the world deserve something better than that right and i i had to tiptoe back in right <laughs> <laughs> and so this is kind of what I'm walking in right now. Like, like the, the, okay. The reality is that the prophetic is very mysterious and metaphorical. It's difficult. It is a treasure hunt. We, we're holding that to yeah. be true. That's, that's the way the Holy spirit is. It's the way Jesus spoke in parables. It's the way God yep. spoke to the prophets. So we yep. have to accept that. But on yep. the other hand, I'm like, God, we need a little bit of restoration here. Yeah. And I was so fragile about it 
that I thought, oh, I'm not saying anything to anybody prophetically <laughs> unless it's, you know, it's got to be next level accurate. It, you know, right. like I, I was so... You're so done with the uh, wishy-washy, no accountability. Yeah. Or, you drop a prophet, what, prophetic word and then you're out of there and you never yeah, know. No it. responsibility. Yeah, yeah. And that's what's challenging even for me being here. Like, mm. I, I think there's some prophetic responsibility where a person needs skin in the game like yeah if they're gonna speak into a place yeah they need to have some skin in the game yeah that word will kind of cost you in a yeah. way and so even be not living here with you yeah i'm aware of that okay. although i'm connected with you so that's good that gives accountability yeah so you can follow up and i can follow up i'm not just you know a, a stranger yeah but that's important to me yeah because um it, it's sort of like matches the culture the social media culture we have where somebody could just on social media and just blast whatever i want to say yeah because because it's online and nobody's ever going to see me <laughs> and there's like a prophetic version of that yeah where you're dropping prophetic words with no regard for accountability yeah and it perpetuates and it creates these subcultures or you're just getting me all wound up now, Adam. I lo- I'm, I'm enjoying this. And Or there's this, I think, the prophetic subculture of just vague, yeah. unhelpful words, which is hard. I feel like, oh, I hate to be so picky because God is the speaker. Yeah. So God can say whatever he wants to say. Yeah. But sometimes there's this vague sense so that if we're trying to get him back let's swing back to the topic we're like oh yeah like speaking prophetically into mission and into strategy yeah and what type of trellis do we need yeah well we need something that we can put our fingers into there and hold on to not vague yeah 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 <laughs> so we got the prophetic we we don't want i don't want to offer prophetic subculture to you no i want to offer you you being anyone anyone listening to this yeah yeah i I want it i want the prophet to be offered something helpful like oh like agabus yeah like here we're there's going to be a famine yeah so we send money over and yeah send some results yeah it's like his job was announcing that yeah apostolic people who got it done who they had the vision yeah and the architectural vision (laughs) vision to come up with a plan of how are we? We need to get money from here to there, yeah, and make sure in advance we come up with a plan to support people who are really going to be hurting. Yes, Agabus didn't do that. He would probably would have been terrible at it. <laughs> he knows, but yeah, yeah, they wouldn't have yeah. said, "All right, Agabus, good. Well, if you think this is true, why don't you come up with a plan?" And this yeah. prophetic guy's probably, like, "I can't do that." Yeah, yeah. But like, there's here's these group of people with like vision. That's what they're good at. I yeah. can see what needs to be done and put a plan into place. Yes. That's helpful. Yeah. That's a helpful, specific word that infects, the, yeah. that affects the entire kingdom as they knew it. Yeah, um, it's so true. That's is that in Acts nineteen ish, or is it a bit later on? It is that? in Acts. I can confirm that later Acts. Uh, I'm notoriously bad. <laughs> I think that one's earlier. You're, you're okay. thinking of the other Agabus story that would be like later in nineteen and twenty. But okay, right, I, got you. G, I just read say, Acts. Yeah, You'll find I just it. say Jesus never gave the references. Yeah, so I'm okay if, if I don't give the references. I'm, yeah, it is. I'm bad. I can't remember the references. <laughs> is that the same? passage we're on a tangent here but i like it is is that the same passage where they say and the the um it's it's 
some kind of like one little sentence that's like and the apostles who were also prophets or said gave this word or shared or came together or it was like a a wee insight into the like oh yeah well there was a pop there's that list when they were commissioning um paul and barnabas Barnabas. yeah there were there were prophets and teachers and apostles in there and you can't tell there's a lot of crossover of who's who and who's who and yeah this is one specific bit i'm gonna have to find it i'll put it in the notes of this podcast where Mm. it, it calls these two guys apostles who are also prophets and mm, barn i think paul and barnabas were both were both of them called apostles yeah barnabas wasn't a was a prophet for sure yes but he's also referred to as an apostle yeah as well yeah, yeah. carrying both mm-hmm. which i kind of like it's blurry i like that it is i like and, it when that i happens. mean yeah it, it, we have to it's it's helpful to learn the fivefold and define them and describe them but in real life it's not like you've got multiple people touching you know multiple yeah and even if we're talking about seasons Mm -hmm. you grow in different gifts as a great example uh so in in fact let's let's frame it so when we're talking about fivefold we're talking about apostle prophet evangelist shepherd or pastor and teacher right they're the five different wirings that we see given by Jesus demonstrated by him that sum up his character, his work on the earth when he was here. And it's in Ephesians 4 that it's really it spelled out. Ephes- oh, man, I was going to say that so I could get one. Get oh, sorry. In there. <laughs> 11 to 14, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he sent gifts down from above. And these are, you know, these are part of the wirings. Um, so when we first started the gathering, we were, Bill Randall actually took us through this stuff. And it was super interesting and enlightening to be empowered because we've been in a paradigm of church that was all about um shepherd and teacher so the other three it was like you were on the fringes of um the kind of church culture and suddenly we were like come in come into the middle of the room you know um so but we had no understanding of what that looked like or how they operated or Mm -hmm. what made a prophet a prophet and and a an apostolic person that and the evangelist so we went through all of it and 90 percent of the people back then identified as shepherds or teachers and now it's totally flipped and we've probably got the most evangelists and it's taken an understanding of what the other gifts are and what the, those wirings mean to release people for them to understand and also i think a, a bit of open spaces and freedom to go and really have you know the blessing to go out and try and experiment with like who god's made you to be and there's no limits rules or boundaries or preconceptions stopping you so anyway that's the fivefold so we're in a different place we've gone through a transition as a as a community and we're we're learning and it's exciting times but um yeah so we're talking we're, we're kind of honing in on the prophet and uh, we've spoken about the prophet and the prophetic they're different, aren't they? Anyway, they are in some ways. I would, I would define them. I would definitely kind of pull out of fivefold prophet. I would the gift of prophecy as yes. being two different things. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, I agree with that. And and yeah. I think you know you read First Corinthians, um, you know, fourteen, and yeah, Paul's pushing everybody, yeah, to 
um, you know, he, I, th I think the, the word he uses, like to, when he says to pursue the spiritual gifts, especially that you'd prophesy. Especially. I think that he uses the word <clears throat> in there like lustfully pursue. <laughs> it's, Is that the translation? Yeah. yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, like you were, we're given permission and exhortation to go after this. Like we can pursue after the gifts. It's, yeah. it's anti-fatalism. Yes. Where like, you know, like, well, if God wants to give me a gift, he'll give me a gift. No, we, yeah. we can press in and pursue, especially that we could prophesy. So the Holy Spirit in us yeah, and empowering us can literally through anybody with the Holy Spirit in them can prophesy yeah. and, and can experience that. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that because you prophesy that you should or you're you know, a function as as prophet. And, yeah, you know we're always uncomfortable with these the label of prophet. Oh like yeah, it's it, got so like, much baggage to so it. So much baggage, and I, and I don't like it either. That's why I like prophetic person. I do too. Yeah, but when we're like trying to carve out, it's Those important. Differences. It's important to think because you, you know, you you don't what you don't want. Is for somebody to go. Well, I'm not a prophet, so I'll never prophesy. So you don't, yeah. you don't want that. No. So we need to separate the understanding now. And also, you don't want to just assume that. Well, I prophesied, therefore. So now I'm gonna. Now I have this whatever this whatever ministry of prophet looks. You know, like yeah. it's just, it gets messy quickly. Yeah, it and really does. So I don't like the term prophet. I am always. I always squirm when somebody says that to me, it's but in the I Bible, get it. And, and when we're teaching through and trying to, <laughs> it's helpful. Yeah, we sometimes we got a. Uh, so yeah, gift of prophecy, different. Uh, and you might even say the gift of prophecy—that's a Holy Spirit gift, and yeah. prophet is a Jesus gift. Yeah, you know, these are the these are the, these are the things that Jesus released that he carried and he released yeah. back into the church. So would you say you're a prophet, Jesus gift? You know, the Ephesians four. Mm -hmm. Is that you? Yes. Okay. That's I would I will own up to it for okay. better or for worse. Okay. <laughs> I am too. <laughs> yes, you are. I affirm that in you, Adam. Okay. <laughs> Although it's very different in both of us. It's interesting. But what what would you say that that wiring looks like? So I I heard Neil Cole, uh, who's an author, okay, say something that was helpful to me to think about, and you know this is recently. He said that if you could think about your fivefold gifting and you know some people it's it's normal for people to see a, a strongest first and second one yes and he would say that often your strongest one is released and seen through the action of your second one. Oh, okay so what that means would be and i and i don't know if this is always true it was just a helpful thing for me to think about so yeah. I'm my top two are prophet and teacher. Okay. Yeah. And so people will probably, so teaching is, so through the action of my teaching, yeah, people will see the prophetic. Yes. That's where it's, I'm, and that's what will, that's, it drives some people crazy because <laughs> there's a prophetic lens to the way that I teach. Which is awesome. And other people, though, could have, an evangelistic lens yeah. or an apostolic lens yes yeah or a shepherding lens yeah and so and you, we need all those lenses for sure so if, if somebody is um if somebody is aging and dying or just going through trauma or something like that a <laughs> a shepherding lens is really important in that moment oh yeah and and you could 
just really get into trouble sometimes if, if another lens. So all of these yep. are important, but I yep. have, I have kind of like, Oh, that makes sense for me. Yeah. Um, I've never heard that. It's good. Yeah. So what's your, what, give me your top two. What, what are your top two? A prophet apostle. So, okay. Yeah. So you'd say for me, the initiating or the empowering, sending people out. Yeah. So probably yeah. You're, you're, yeah. So if that were true, then the apostolic voice yeah will will have a very strong uh prophetic lens to it yeah because that's your second one it's gonna look the prophetic will look apostolic right where probably sometimes i'm gonna just naturally start teaching or right or yeah. something like that that will have a kind of a uh you know it's like i don't want to give just a prophetic word yeah i want to like kind of build it up i want to yeah. like build a little teaching foundation on it so that there's something to stand on <laughs> it's way yeah, yeah i like that it's good that's really interesting because if i think about like where my prophetic fieriness comes out with our people and other people is when they're starting stuff it goes to their identity like in getting them to start stuff i prophesy into their identity mm -hmm. to empower them to do that stuff do you know what i mean mm -hmm. that's what i've seen it happen a lot and i I feel like a lot of my prophetic wheelhouse is in into people's heart and identity. Yeah. So that's where I speak more. Um, yeah. Oh, totally. And it, it when you're when you're walking, it seems like when you're walking in your second giftedness, your first giftedness will just naturally pop up there, right? Without even knowing it. Yeah. So I, I might just be like living my life, or or maybe the prophetic seems a little dry and yeah. nothing happening. But if I'm just in a scenario where I'm teaching or just somebody asks me to teach, it's like, like somehow in that atmosphere, it's just like the prophetic just bubbles right back up to life. I've, we, I have a friend in our community in California and her top two would be um, prophet evangelist. Okay. And when she's, when she is, functioning as an evangelist yeah when she's like with people who don't know jesus and she's telling her she's just like right in that moment it seems like her prophetic just it comes to life and it becomes more accurate it, it hits the mark yeah so often and so like there's this evangelistic version yeah and you know i think that all fivefold but there's there's an inward and an outward expression of it. it yeah. Ephesians 4 says, you know, we equip the saints through the yeah. fight. So there's an, we help each other, and it, but there's an outward look. And so I think her, yeah, her um, prophetic fivefold really just seems to hit the mark out there, out there more yeah. than anywhere else. Isn't and then, that fascinating? It, and then so as an evangelist, it's, she is very prophetic with it. Right. But we could be hanging out with um, another friend yeah, who's more like te evangelist teacher, and it's just a different version. Yes. It looks different. Yeah. Um, they hold different values. Yeah. I love them both. They're both... I love both yeah. the expressions. They're both just very different. Yeah. That's why we we've got to really learn to... I think fivefold's just been helpful to go. Oh, that's why Adam is like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
that explains a lot. Yeah. Well, that's why Darren's like that. And it, and like, oh, you know, it, it really is yeah. the way we view the world in a lot of ways yeah. is is through a lens like that. Yeah. You're right. It it breeds humility and compassion and empowering one another because we're all different and that's good. We should be, mm. I think. Um, and not cookie cutter, you know, Christians all on mission, doing the same thing, preaching to the strangers on the streets or whatever. Totally different and diverse, you know, right? as it should be. And unfortunately, we have in the twofold model church yeah. or whatever, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we'll usually just pick one and we'll hold the whole body to the standard of, of what the one person is good yeah. at. Yeah. So like, um, you know, our friend... Ken Primrose would have, yeah. you know, would have said that, um, you know, our our definition of mission is going to be boldness with strangers. Yes, everybody. That's what everybody has to do. And the shepherds are like, I have no way. I and, and they're never going <laughs> to say it. Yeah, yeah, but internally, they're. I can't do that. Yeah, that's and, not who I am. Yeah, and it's not what they're gifted to be. Yeah, so they're just going to be, you know. Placed aside Sideline. and devalued. And then the the misconception comes in that only the evangelists go on mission because that's the only way you can go on mission. Right. Do you know? where there's, Yeah, and that I think the two things we have to defeat are, firstly, everyone should hear God's voice, no matter who you are, what your character is, or mm-hmm. how your wiring is, prophetic, apostle, evangelist, shepherd, teacher, we all should expect to hear God's voice. Like Paul says in Ephesians 14, Desire the spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. He's like, I wish you all spoke in tongues, but I wish even more so that you prophesy. Right. You know, because tongues is great, builds yourself up. Occasionally it's useful for other believers. It builds a body up, but prophecy, there's the gold, right? So that's one. And then the other uh, misconception that I think we need to like just reset is that we are all on mission and our wiring helps us to find our space on mission. It's how we relate to those that don't yet know Jesus. So, like, if you're a shepherd, um, you relate to them from that perspective, from a nurturing, caring, healing, protective, space, safe space. That's that's your missional focus. If you're an evangelist, it's storytelling or proclamation or whatever your flavor is there. You know, we're not saying don't go and talk to strangers on the street. We're not. We're just saying that isn't the summation of mission, right? It's a very... Five percent of mission, it should be something like that, right? You know? Yeah. Um, and then the, prof- you know, we all we're all on mission. It's just like how go to your strengths on mission. Like do what is natural, how the Lord made you, right? That's right. And we've 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 really struggled for so long to really not to what you know what we've done is just take an evangelist and pointed that towards mission. That's it. Well, because that's obvious. It's easy. Yeah. Right. But yeah. we've not investigated what the kingdom looks like if all five have a missional outward looking focus. Yeah. And then by, on the other end, what it looks internally. Like, you know, we, you know, where I'm at, where, where I live in California. Yeah. In, in the normal, uh, the, the traditional churches out there. Yeah. The senior leaders are teachers. Yes. That's who they are. They're yeah. called pastors, but they're not pastors. They're teachers, teachers. right? Yeah. <laughs> and so they're really going to be wrecked when they're trying to figure out how to take care of people. And one yeah. of the, I mean, I'm sure you'd say the same thing here, but like what happened when we identified 
actual shepherds. Yeah. And empowered them to lead yeah. our little flocks. Mm. Whoa. <laughs> it's way <laughs> it's better. Amazing. Yeah. Like it's amazing what I get out of that. Yeah. Because shepherd's not my top. Yeah. And and so just to have actual caring people and then give them a voice. Yeah. Into the direction of where we're going. Yeah. Because they can see what the what the sheep need and they you know, yeah. you know what we need to do? We yeah. need to take the sheep over to this other pasture. Yes. And the shepherds actually carry vision in that way. Yes. And so that's when we just carve out that. Well, the apostolic, they're the visionaries. Yeah. Well, they're the visionaries in certain areas. Yes. But they're not, usually not the visionaries in what the sheep need. Yes. <laughs> they're normally detrimental to the sheep. Oftentimes, yeah. the sheep are getting dragged along somewhere. Or where left behind. Or left behind where they can't cope with and yeah. the shepherds are the ones so it's like if we can get them at the table yeah and say you know what we need to do yeah is we need to take a little season here and focus on fellowship yeah and maybe like back off the teaching a little bit yeah and rebalance things because or if we do teach we need to teach on this yeah and the shepherds can see that stuff yeah they're the ones feeling the vibe of the room yeah and understanding people's hearts and right yeah. yeah and so I, <laughs> vi- you, so like there's these things that we typically like s- slice off like we we think yes. that like words like leadership yeah where all fivefold um can lead yes we don't want to just say the teacher leads yeah vision yes is one that i think is really important yeah we've kind of ass- assigned or i don't know what's happened with the apostolic part of it is they that they can sometimes if we're not hoard the vision yeah but shepherds uh carry great vision or with if the in a lot of churches where like the sermon is the center of the solar system yes everything revolves around the sermon well then the teacher carries the vision yeah and it and it's going to be disconnected to where maybe Jesus is leading or where the, the hearts yeah. of people. Yeah. And so, and it gets so circling it back around, like, oh, it gets scary, Adam, right? If the <laughs> prophet is carrying the vision, watch out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> going to get nervous. <laughs> oh, man. It's so funny, isn't it? That's why we have to work together because I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm a leader yes. in what we're doing. Yeah. And my highest one is prophet. And I, if, if left to my own. Yeah. I will be, I'm like a puppy, like, oh, what? I'm going to run over here and like, yeah. oh, and I'm going to, sque- and everybody's like, what, what is happening? And f- I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, yeah, we're going here, you know, I'll yeah. go all over. And so I have to have surround myself with people Yeah. with, um, that give me rails. Yes. Um, to stay on track. Yeah, and uh, stay focused or even disciplined or something or something like that. Yeah, it's just beautiful, isn't it? Because we're talking, you know, one Corinthians fourteen. You've got that thirteen. You've got the um, the love. So like the kind of summation of who God is, really, and how He acts and stuff. And twelve, you've got the the Holy Spirit anointing gifts, and then after that, you've got the body the diversity yet unity and that's mm. what you're really speaking about is that like the way god's designed us as a spiritual family is we there has to be a collaborative reliance on one another you mm. know um to bring in all of the different voices of jesus 
really. That's what the fivefold represents, isn't it? Fullness of Jesus. And um, it gets richer the more voices are at the table. And um, we're not talking about a flat leadership where, no, you know, everyone's a leader, so no one's a leader. We, we acknowledge that leadership is its own separate mantle that you god will place on mm-hmm. some people and not on other people different seasons you know all that kind of stuff and um in specific scenarios and um in you know churches and stuff so it's acknowledging all of that but it's that, that's been a huge exciting learning curve for for us on this journey that i think we've really it's it's create it's causing us to flourish i think the gathering now because of that and it demands humility as well Mm. if you're going to share your voice and listen to others there's no like trump card you know demands like slowness and humility and getting on together deep honor and love and um yeah it's Mm. interesting that is yeah yeah so anyway, okay, <laughs> where do we get to? So, so we were... this is a metaphor of what I just said, how the prophets are zigzagging all over the place. Yes, and terrible. anybody listening is going, that, oh, yeah, these guys are definitely <laughs> uh, zigzagging all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> like, where's the path gone? This... Mm. Oh, that's funny. Okay, yeah, we were talking about the fivefold wiring of prophet. Yeah, so yes. well, I think on that, maybe we could talk about uh, like the 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 seasons of things. And I think that's one of the greatest gifts the prophetic person has is sensing how God works. God works in seasons. Yep. Kingdom seasons broadly out, out, out in the wider perspective. Yeah. He operates in seasons in your own life mm-hmm. will be a season. And I think, um, and I always, I, I think about the, you know, the, the Issacharites. Yeah. Who, it was their, it was their function in the old covenant kingdom was to, to determine the times and seasons and then yeah. tell Israel what to do. Yeah, I mean, how I, how did that work? It's kind of Be, awesome because <laughs> the Issachar. It's so it's so fascinating to me because how God did this within like the tribes. I mean, so yeah. there's. The is- they're not the king. They're not the priests. Yeah. Who's telling the king what to do? I mean, like, it's so fascinating on how that worked. But, like, that's the way God designed this old covenant kingdom. There, there were, you were born into this the <laughs> tribe, yeah, yeah, this yeah. mantle, and you could determine the time. So there's something going on seasonally yeah. that is shifting. It's not the same. And certain people who are sensing what that is, and there are actions that are appropriate for that season. Yeah. The, who, the, the people leading need to know what those are. Yes. And so we're in a new covenant. Yeah. Um, but there's certain character of God things that are still in place. And I think that if people are out there, like, even like, I think I'm prophetic, yeah. you know, and are wor- still working that out. Yeah. And that that's a that's a place where I would like point to sometimes it just comes like intuition. Yes. Sometimes it's like, oh, I saw something like happen or there's a, a sign or yeah. where a a season is actually shifting and they can tell. 
Mm. Like something's different now. And if we don't, if we're not, if that voice isn't connected into the direction of all fivefold, yeah, that's when sometimes that means we need to change the trellis. Yes, the season has shifted. Yeah, um, what, the, uh, can I give you a story? Love stories. Do it. I was. It was the twenty second of September, twenty sixteen. Okay. I didn't know at this on this day. I not, looking back, that was the date. So I didn't. I wasn't really like aware of the date. Um, yeah. It was. It was a Thursday morning. Okay. And I was just minding my own business. I always feel like I don't know about you, Adam. When I'm minding my own business, and then I hear God's voice, like those things, what I'm hearing is like there's an accuracy and a conviction, yeah. more somehow more than if I'm intentionally listening going after to it god's voice yeah which is good we need to do that yeah and because sometimes you're like was that god was that you me? get in the way don't you yeah i can't yeah. i'm having it but sometimes when you're just not even i'm not praying i'm just eating breakfast or you know, whatever and yeah. all of a sudden you hear something god gets you that captures my attention Takes you by surprise yeah <laughs> so there was this thursday morning it was about 9 30 okay and i'm i think i'm i'm just sitting probably just drinking some coffee or something and i hear I hear this whisper like inside my head. Okay. So it was, it was loud. An audible. Like, yeah. Like kind of, it yeah. was like a, in the form of a whisper. Nice. And it was this quote, Darren, when does autumn begin? That's what I heard. Okay. Uh, and, and I was just like, well, and it first it, it kind of like, whoa, what was that? You know, I, yeah. it, I had that little moment of like, what was that? And so then I was like, I didn't know, I wasn't aware of like what the, like, I, I probably couldn't tell you what today's date was. Yeah, it was like that. And I was, and I was like, "Well, let's see. I think it. And I think it's the twenty first. Um, I think I was just. That's what I thought. It was my first thought. And so, and then I got my phone. Like, what's the date today? Oh, today's the twenty second. I was like, that's weird. Yeah. And so I googled. Then I was like, okay, I gotta go. When does autumn begin, California? Yeah. Twenty sixteen. And it popped up. It was something like 7.21 a.m. September 22nd. Oh, wow. So it was literally two hours after autumn af- actually began. Okay. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> this is weird. Yeah. And I, I was really stirred up, and I just spent that morning. I, I kind of carved away some time. I'm like, I need to, like, what is it about seasons? Like, yeah. it was just this day that God wanted me to teach about seasons and yeah so i'm just in my bible and looking at you know this greek word kairos yeah which is the actual word for physical seasons but it's actually used for spiritual seasons and so in in the culture of the new testament yeah uh, they use this word for you know the physical natural seasons and spiritual seasons or the, you see for like times of refreshing there's a yeah. verse in acts that's so kairos and i'm just like diving in and like what's going on and yeah and um the next week it was the next thursday it was at the exact same time in the morning so i'm and whatever pattern i was doing yeah. and i'm in the same moment and i hear this whisper again minding my own business yeah i hear god god's voice say Look at the angel who stirred the waters. Okay. <laughs> like, what? Again, same thing. I was like, <gasps> yeah. I, 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 and, and I'm like, where is that? 
Yeah, I hadn't read it. It wasn't. I hadn't read that. It wasn't a recent thing. No, I hadn't read that. And I'm like, I think that's in John. Yeah. And so I'm digging that up. And I, uh, again, sorry, I I can't remember. It's in John. I can't remember the chapter. The pool of Bethesda by the gate. And they like the angel coming then. They they all shove them in. So this like wacky story, right? Where it's like first one in the water gets Gets healed. healed. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it says in there that it says that an angel would come from time to time. And yeah. stir the waters. That time to time is the word kairos. Oh, really? And I was like, wow, that is interesting. Yeah. And so af- after I sort, so it's like you get, this is so often with God, right? You, you'll you get like sometimes this clear thing. Yeah. But it opens the door to this treasure hunt of mystery. Yeah. And then I'm like, it's trial and error. Like, yeah. oh, what am I, what is he, why am I here? Yeah. So as far as I could understand, after all that, there, it, for me, it was, you know, two things. How broadly speaking, kingdom stuff, this picture of an angel stirring the water. Yeah. Like, Darren, you need to act now. Yeah. There's these moments. A Kairos moment. There's that's a what Kairos the, yeah. moment. Yeah. Where I am being called in to have like this ongoing posture of my heart. Yeah. It needs to get installed in there. Yeah. If I'm just living very passively, and and sometimes God interrupts and says, "Hey, things could be happening. I need you to be ready." Yeah. Like when the when the in the past the the first Passover meal. Yeah. It was the instructions were you have to eat with your bags packed. Yep. That's why there's no leaven in the bread. There's no time. There's no time to let it. There's rise. no time yeah, for yeah. rising. Yeah. Anyway, you don't know when. Yeah, but at any moment you're Sandals gonna get, on, you're gonna get yeah. the yeah yeah, yeah you yeah. you have to eat, you need to eat ready yeah, and that's the picture yeah like yeah. I was just like God, that's what God was saying to me personally was like I need you to be ready yeah I'm there's gonna come a Kairos moment and there's no time for you to I need you to jump jump in the water yeah and I think that that's true in people's lives yeah that, and, and I think it's a kingdom thing yeah. Where as leaders, uh, church leaders, missional leaders, a kairos moment comes, mm. and the prophet, the prophetic voice. Sorry, this is long. I like it. Keep going. Answer to this point. The prophetic <laughs> voice is the one who's going to know that. Yes. By God's design. Yep. He's forcing us to depend on each other. Yep. 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 And the prophetic voice is. Is gonna say the season just changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels different. We need to we need to shift. Yeah. And and maybe they'll even know how. And yeah. is it in the relational trust that for the for the apostolic or the whatever to go, okay, we're gonna go with it. You know, like yeah, you, yeah, yeah. think of the equity that needs to happen. Oh, to even have said that thing. Yeah, and for it to be listened to, and yeah, I mean, even when we go back to Agabus, yeah, he gave a prophetic word about a famine. When you look in there and read that story, my understanding is they were raising money, they were taking offerings for it, for it before it came. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were ready. <laughs> oh, <fuck. laughs> if I was Agabus, I would have been like freaking. Like, I hope I'm not wrong on this thing. Well, imagine if you trans- translate that into today, we'd be going around to all different churches and our networks, people we know. Hey guys, we got this big fundraising for the famine. And you're like, what famine? Oh, it's not happened it's yet. It's coming. It's coming. 
and everyone's like, sure. Here yeah. you go. Here's yeah. money. Like, how, how would you like it if I could? There's the big earthquake is coming to California. It hasn't come yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm I'm collecting money. Yeah. yeah, and like, <laughs> wow, like that is trust. Yeah, that is leaning in into the prophetic. Yeah, and that's that's influencing. I think I'm I'm reading between the lines here, but like that's going to influence how the apostolic navigates. Like, yeah. how we. Think about. I mean, what what if you had insight on that right now? That yeah, you know, something you know, a war was going to come or whatever. That's going to totally change like how you navigate and lead kingdom life. Yes. Um. In in your city. Yeah. And so, I I I so I'm kind of challenging everybody. I challenge like if you feel like you're prophetic. Yeah. Like get that on paper. Like get start tracking that. Yeah. I, I, it, it's not great. We're not gonna like. These things don't. You're not gonna go like, listen to me. I'm prophetic. Yeah, that's not how it should work. No, 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 no. You, there's a. You, it takes time. Yeah. To establish credibility and and so, trust. That, that's one yeah. of the things that prophetic people need to understand is like, yeah, it's not good stewardship that just because you have a prophetic word that you're gonna get on a platform and say it. Yes. Um, you need to on your own have the humility and the lowliness to just track it. Yeah, it's God tells you not necessarily always so you can say it publicly. Yeah, but you you begin this track record. That's why it's important to document things. And yeah, in this case, I'm sensing this change here. Okay, I need to watch and see if there's anything to this, or if I missed yeah. it, or if I just ate a bad burrito. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is how it works. So I I just really this is you know prophetic and fivefold. Yeah, and seasons. Yeah, are just so important to inform. The apostolic, but yep. we have to have, uh, we have to have all this trust going on. Yeah, definitely. It's great chat, isn't it? Yeah, and it, yeah, for me the 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 wiring of the prophet is like, because we all hear God's voice, but it's that, um, mouthpiece of God, kind of um, posture that you carry as a prophet, and also. I think in your personality and character, what I've noticed is I have a massively high value for truth and for justice and injustice. Uh, those are the things that get my blood boiling. And um, so just talking about like, you know, if you're wondering, am I, is that part of me? Is that, you know, does that rise to the surface in who I am? Is there, is there any other characteristics that you would say would define like that? Yeah, prophet, like you know? characteristics of the prophet. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. And I don't know if I can list it so clearly, but I can speak a couple of things like that. Yeah, it's like yeah. one of the things. And, and of course, and so as I say this, the opposite of what you just, of these attributes yeah. are, are consistently under attack. <laughs> yeah. So like there's this, because a, a prophet needs to just say what God is saying. Yeah. Um, and it's truth. Yeah. And, and that there's, there's this, they don't care. They don't, they shouldn't, they won't, or they shouldn't carry the fear of man. Yeah. Um, and they need to. And so for me, that's always under attack. That's what I'm trying yeah. to say is like, <gasps> I'm like, wait a second. Cause I, I, yeah. if I give a word, 
you know, if you don't know your identity, you know, there's insecurity that can happen. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just need to be okay. Like, and that's not, I need to, I like, I have to say what's true. Yes. And I need to just be okay if you don't receive it. Yes. And so, integ, and so there's that integrity. Yes. In, involved there. Yeah. And when all, uh, yeah, justice. Yeah. Is huge. Yeah. Cause they need to be able to say, this is not in line with God's heart. Yeah. And I don't care what the consequences are to me yeah. for you, saying that. You need to hear it, though. Yeah. I mean, I always feel like i got to balance this out because it's, it's not a culture <laughs> where you want the prophet coming in and blowing everything up. And no, it's not at all. Throwing their, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, it has to be health yeah. in relationships, So, which isn't always there. So and, I, yeah. I always feel like balancing that. But, yeah, this justice, like, this is not right. Yeah. They re- like, we get so easily off track of the heart of God, whether it be yes. sinful or whether it just be neutral. It's just, but that's just, just not where God's heart yeah, is. Yeah. 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 Uh, or, or circumstantial or whatever that is. And right. I think that's the key, isn't it? When there is a, a weight of responsibility, the prophet carries to talk, but it always has to be framed in God's heart and God's heart and characteristics are love, not condemnation you know there's some discipline there's some reshaping there's invitation in there but it's always it should have a flavor of encouragement that's right because that's the difference between old testament prophet and new testament prophet yeah the prophets are speaking according to the covenant that god has in place yeah so in the old covenant Look at the old covenant. It's, yep, yep, yep. it's a law that is con- your your health and your prosperity directly. are directly connected to your obedience to the law. Yep. And so the voice of God through the prophets <clears throat> is judgment because yep. that's the way that God set it in place. Yep. So you have sinned, therefore I'm coming to announce the judgment associated with that sin. Yeah. Now well now we're in the new covenant. What's yep. changed? Now we're in a covenant of reconciliation. Yeah. We're in a covenant of grace. Yeah. And uh, Jesus delays the judgment. Yeah. You know, that Corinthians verse yeah. says that we, it's a ministry of reconciliation where yeah. he's, he's not holding it. He's not holding their trespasses against them. Yep. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so our voice then, the, prof, the prophet voice isn't, Nece- you know, gonna the oracles be like, and yeah. yeah, judgment. Yeah, you have sent. That's not it. So I agree with you. Yeah, the the vo- and so that's a red flag to me. Yes, um, and it's not that you can't say when, like Agabus is a perfect example. There is like heart of love behind this seemingly negative prophetic word coming. You know, if he translated that differently. Because it's our responsibility as prophets to translate the thing, the revelation we receive, and to be able to communicate it, and and often that's done best together in those circles. But he could have, the Lord is bringing a famine, and you know that could have been his tone. Yes, due to the sin, yeah, of the Roman Empire, yeah, or due to the sin of this uh, and that, the, yeah, or, yeah, the, yeah, condemn, and, condemn, judgment, right. blow, and if you he, know, if he carries that, the, yeah, if he carries that bias yes that's in it. him like like if he's a zealot yes or if he's carries this political persuasion yes or this and and that's what we all see we just get in trouble like the, there's personal God, bias God gives this word but then it comes through this filter yeah and just messes everything up yeah and that's it 
but his word was encouraging and loving and it showed the father's heart mm. of care That's for his right. people you know and it's, it's it's really different isn't it yes yeah okay this is really good chat let's let's finish this one here this is the end of part one we're gonna do part two in a second we're gonna have a wee coffee break and everything okay. and, and get back to it because I, f- I feel like we we dove into like the fivefold the prophet and what i really want to get into with you as well because all that's been great is just the the other side of the coin the prophetic and the yes. openness of that to everyone you know the 1 corinthians 14 that right. you, you brought up does that sound okay i love it all right sweet well right, we'll be right back catch you soon